Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hero Nation Show, the place where business owners and entrepreneurs just like you come to learn tools and tactics to live more epic lives. Today, we have an absolutely amazing show. I am joined by my co-host of the most, as always, Johnny Quinn. And I love today's subject, and here's the reason why. So many people want to do it. It is probably one of the number one things on people's bucket lists, maybe underneath flying. How many times have you thought about or known someone to say, I want to write a book someday? I can't tell you how many of those conversations I've had. And I think, John, you know, to all our listeners here, I think everybody has a book inside of them. Even if you haven't fanned the flame yet, I believe everybody has a book inside of them because here's why nobody sees life through the lenses you see life through. And so there's wisdom, there's a story, there's something there that I think we need to get it into book format. And you're right, John, I think it's one of those dreams that, that, that go uncovered for a long time. And, and, and here's why. I think people don't know where to start or they, they have this myth that, well, you know, I, I need to accomplish some major milestone in my career before I write a book. And, and although that could help and can help, Man, in this day and age with the power of technology and, and, and what you can do, I know we're going to dive into self-publishing and, you know, going the traditional route or the hybrid version, but it is easier than ever, believe it or not, to get out there and write your book. And here's something else I, I want. We may have to do this one in, in multiple segments because there is a lot to cover here. So maybe this is going to be part one, of maybe two or three. I don't know. There's also so many different ways to write a book, not to mention all the fears and anxiety about writing, about whether some, you know, how people are going to judge us for what you wrote. There's a lot to go into here. So let's start from the very beginning. Johnny, you've written a book, um, best-selling, right? Um, New York, no. Well, it is in 250 Barnes and Nobles across the U.S. <laughs> there you go. Okay. You know, um, I've written uh, several different books. Now, Johnny, did you write yours all by yourself? I did. So... Quick backstory, after the Olympics, and as a keynote speaker, I knew I needed a book, and so I started writing. I wrote 30,000 words in about a year, and then I, I tabled it, John, because I was fighting off myths and fears of, well, nobody wants to read this. I didn't win an Olympic medal. Who you know, Only gold medalists write books, and so I just put it on the back burner. And then through spurring of uh, opportunity through friends, through mentors, I got introduced to a, uh, a, a, a contact and uh, went a hybrid route, which we can unpack a little bit later. But then I wrote an additional 30,000 words in three weeks, believe it or not, three freaking weeks. And it was literally sun up to sundown because I had a deadline to hit. Funny how that works. When you put a deadline in place, you hit them. And um, yeah, so I ended up with about 66,000 words. I did write it all. My wife then uh, edited every word, and then we sent it on to uh, the publisher, and, and you know they had their, their team go through it and make sure sentence structures were correct. So, But long story short, yes, I wrote my book. That's, that's fantastic. I have always, um, when I have written my books, and this, this may be a bad thing, good thing, I don't know, I have always found it to be more of a collaborative art for myself than a solo art. So like one of the books that we have out, uh, The Art of Getting Back Up, uh, Wayne Salmons wrote, and it was interesting, that process, so I'm, I'm going to kind of dive into different processes. 
guys, it's not always being alone in a room creating a book. Sometimes it's a group of people. In in Wayne and I's case, right, for, for that book, we were actually making a we were making a video course online. And we took that uh, video course and we would we were sitting there and we would have discussions in the middle of actually creating the creating the whole course that we would talk back and forth and um, kind of work through creation process. I'd be like, hey, why don't you try this story um, here? Why don't you use my story here? And we started pulling all this stuff together and creating content. I mean, kind of kind of like a little bit like you and I did, Johnny, but you had you had yours way more together. We created that. And then from there, we took it, took that final course after it was all edited, it was all finished, you know, in the creation process, took that down, had someone transcribe the entire course. And then we had a ghostwriter go through, kind of add stuff to it. And then also some people, you know, just be like, hey, can you add like some more stuff here? Can you add some more detail? And we would add that in. And then we had a, a book and we sent that to an editor and and so on and so forth. That's a, that's a that's one way of doing it. One of the other ways that I, you know, I've done it on the fiction side, my co-author, his name is Ron Wright. And we took this monumental book idea that we had that we had been uh, creating and writing about for several years. And then we kind of split chapters up and we, I would write one chapter, he would write another chapter. And so that we had that flow going back and forth and we would rewrite each other's chapters to make it one uh, unified voice. And then we had a, a really cool book. So what was your, what was your process like, Johnny? Yeah. You know, what's interesting is to get it to distribution, I, I had four eyes on it, right? So I, I, yes, I wrote it first, but then again, my wife edited, you know, every chapter and, and we were in alignment. Hey, does this make sense for the timeline and the events that, you know, I've discussed in the book? So, you know, there's one edit. And then when we sent it to the publisher, I had two other editors jump in and say, hey, we need to move this chapter or the, you know, the story flow goes better here. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, I had a, a, an army, so to speak, a small army, similar to how you did it, you know, of, of collaborators to get to the final product. You need help. And, and I would encourage everybody, whether you, you know, you, you do the process like John and, and Wayne did or you do it like I did. Um, what you don't want to do is just be the sole writer with no editors, you know, spell check on word and then, and then try to bind it up and self publish, get some other eyes on it, get, get people to, you know, give feedback and help. So, you know, that helped, um, what, what, what helped me. And, and here's one of the myths I had to fight. I, I did not do good in school and English or reading classes. I, I just, I don't know if it was a lack of effort. I don't know if it was a lack of interest. I don't know. Looking back there, you know, looking back in my school, you know, timeline. I just, I struggled in those classes. And so to some of our listeners here, if you, you know, maybe struggled in school and, and you've got that fear on, well, if I didn't do well in school in English or reading or writing class, you know, am I capable of writing a book? I'd say, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Here's what helped me, John. I, well, those three weeks, I mean, I wrote from sunup to sundown and I noticed as my energy depleted, my writing got worse. But what I found is I wrote better in the morning before I jumped on social media and responded to emails. And so that was huge for me was finding a dedicated time. So that's something that's one of my number one things that I always tell people. I don't care whether you're doing video work or you're writing. If you have any kind of creative bone in your body, you must create before you consume. If you try to consume and then create something, 
nine times out of 10, you will fail so miserably, right? You'll either regurgitate out crap that's not yours. It, it's so bad. And a great trick for this is for most of us, we don't just sit down and just write automatically. We can't just turn the switch on. My, my trick, if I'm writing first thing in the morning, is I think about it really hard about what I want to do the night before, and then I go to sleep. And I, when I wake up in the morning, I remember all that stuff, and my brain has had time to kind of process it and pull it all out, get all that creativity uh, like focused and centered, and then I can just write. Oh, interesting. You know, I, I will say this. If I am writing more creatively, I do better in the evening. If I am writing more analytically, I do much better first thing in the morning. I, I don't know if that's just maybe a mindset twist on me. That might just be how I've just kind of always flown. I don't know. But I, I do tend to be way more creative in the evening than first thing in the morning. It just it might be a me thing. But if it helps you out, fan. Fantastic. Here's another thing I did, John. Again, you know, becoming a first time author and just setting out on this journey of writing a book, I I would find authors who have written similar style books that I wanted to write. And I would, John, what I would do is I, I would research what they had. And in one case, I, I ended up downloading, I, I purchased a a manuscript like template on how to, and he had, he had two of them. He had how to write a manuscript for a nonfiction book, how to write a manuscript for a fiction book. I think I paid $19 for it, but it gave me a framework, right? It, it allowed me to, you know, kind of put some lines on the page to say, okay, I, I need to stay in these boundaries. And that helped out tremendously. So, you know, talk about low cost, um, you know, big reward. That, that was huge for me. Um, uh, you know, and that's something, you know, so many times someone's like, well, I, what do I write about? And and it's not really a lack of what they want to write about. It is the fact that they can write about anything. And it, it starts just like, oh, well, you start like telling like crazy life stories. I want you to pick, you know, a a goal, a lens, something that you can scope and filter everything else out. So you can be like, especially if you're writing nonfiction and you're writing about your life, guys, we've spent an entire life building stories, but only certain ones pertain to the subject that you're talking about. Again, you know, you can have fiction and, and nonfiction, you get a comedy, whatever else, but there's only certain stories that help there. Everything else is a distraction. So I want you to think of the book as one long story that you're telling. And if it doesn't fit inside that lens of that story, it needs to go. To our listeners here who, who might still be on the fence of saying, hey, John, that's great for you. Johnny, you know, well done. Good for you. I'm still on the fence. I'm still 50-50. Do I really need a book or do I have, you know, what, what do I have it inside me to get a book out? But let me let me reposition the framework here. To our listeners here who are all, you know, either small business owners, entrepreneurs, in sales, right? The, the, whole, the whole shebang. Listen, lead generation is the lifeblood to your line of work. How are you generating leads? Are you paying for them? Are you going on generating them? Let, let me give you a, an ace of spades here for you. Something that you can pull out of your sleeve. If you have a book out, 
a book is one of the best lead generators that you have. And, and let me give you an example. Here's how if I'm prospecting a client and I get them on the phone, what separates me from any other keynote speaker or even insurance agent, you know, I'll use it on the insurance side, I will mail an autographed copy of my book to the prospective client. And so, you know, you want to talk about a, a, a wonderful first impression or you want to talk about standing out in front of the pack, having a potential client, John, receive an autographed copy of your book out of the blue to their work location or their home location, it, it's a great touch. It's a wonderful touch. And so I, I kind of call it, it's an expensive business card. But, you know, the 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 deals that I've secured have paid for the, these expensive business cards, so to speak, uh, and, and tenfold, maybe even a hundredfold. Well, it adds so much legitimacy to who you are, right? It just, it just does. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, people are going to start calling you up and being like, hey, can you do blank for me because I read your book? Eh, maybe. Maybe that's going to happen, but that's not really what it's there to do um, as far as like lead generation systems and stuff like that. I see it more as a way to be on the front line prospecting and bringing on new clients. I, I think you're right, John. It, it would be a small percentage for somebody to read your book out of the blue, say, hey, you know, I want to do business with them. If that happens, great. That, that, that's a small percentage. I'm thinking our listeners here, what you could do from a frontline perspective is just huge and it differentiates yourself in the marketplace. And isn't that what we're all looking for as small business owners, entrepreneurs is how do I make myself stand out outside of the competition? We don't, we don't have time to get into everything today, but one of the things I will really encourage you is, is to find people that can support you in your writing endeavors. It, it was such a big deal. So for me, like I, I was very much like you, Johnny, I grew up writing, I could creatively write, but man, my, my spelling, my grammar to this day are not great. What brought me out was actually meeting my writing partner, Ron Wright. He had been a, a professor and, and it was him listening to me talk about stories and stuff like that. And then he would start being like, that's actually a really good idea. And he would start reading my writing and, you know, he'd be like, yes, this needs to be changed. You're, you need some clear clarity here as he was kind of editing my work, but there wasn't any shame involved. Like, Oh, you know what, John, you should know better than this by now. Um, there was none of that. So it allowed me freedom to begin to explore what it was like to actually write. And then through my love of creating that, that's, that's um, the stories that I was making, I started learning the grammar. That being said, so here's a big tip. When you are writing, Johnny, see if you agree with me on this. I turn off my spell check. All the red lines are horrible. If you start editing, you quit creating. And Sometimes it's, it's better to start writing and just kind of vomit it all out, get it all out on the page, right? Get all the ideas and the concepts and the, everything that you need there. You know, don't worry about all the flowery words or the specific ways that you're going to say it. Just get it out onto the page. Get it out of your head. And then from there, we can start talking about coming back to it 
and editing it or fixing the grammar. You know, I, I have this wonderful program. If you had, don't have it, you need to go ahead and grab it. No, they are not sponsors, although I wish they would. Um, Grammarly. Oh, my gosh. That thing is amazing. Johnny, do you use Grammarly or no? I haven't. I've, uh, but I am familiar and, and heard of that program. I, 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 I use the word, you know, basic word feature. But what I did is very similar to what you you do. I, um, I made sure I hit that little green arrow that that uh, maximizes the screen, so I can't open any other um, anything else. And then I do the same thing, turn off the spell check and just write. Because we've got to get the words out of your mouth and onto the paper. You can go back and edit later. And John, that was so true. When you start editing, you stop creating. You can do that later. Yeah, but I I would definitely take a look at Grammarly. Johnny, I'd I'd highly encourage you to look at it. Um, It is, you can can do a couple of different things that you can't really do in Word. And it works across, um, it works online, it works on your emails, it works on your phone if you want it on your phone, uh, works in Word. Uh, but what it does is it allows you to pick the, the style of writing that you're doing. So if I'm doing creative, I click creative. I'm casual. Are my, who's my audience? Are they, uh, are they very educated? Are they knowledgeable? It allows me to kind of pick that stuff so that it then edits and helps me reach that audience that I'm going for. Sometimes it's like, hey, you need to dumb that down. Like you just word used a couple of words that people don't understand. Here's a couple of other suggestions for other words that, that will be more in line with the um with your current audience. Or it might say, hey, this phrase isn't very formal and you're trying to write a formal letter right now. Get it, you know, kind of it, it really helps on a on a on a much more thorough level than a lot of the other programs out there. Um, it has saved my butt numerous times. They have a free version. I think they have a paid version. You can take your pick which ones you which ones you need and where you want, but I would highly recommend that. And then just create. So one thing I'm gonna tell you is that if you look at the book and it just looks so long, here's, some, here's a little quick tip. On number 12 font, uh, New Roman Times, that is 500 words per page, okay? 500 words. Four pages, okay, is 2,000 words. The average kind of like novella um, or even business book is around 40,000 words. So if we do that, that's what, that's 20 days? Is that right? Yes, it's 20 days of writing and you could have a full book done. That's only four pages a day. That's nothing, right? Now, some people can write a lot more than that. Some people can just, four pages a day is a lot. Work it by the word, right? 40,000 words, that's Chronicles of Narnia, I guess is 40,000. 40,000 is about 150 to 175, 200 pages depending on like the margins and, and the, the tab sizes and stuff like that. Guys, there's, there's a lot here. Um, we'll go into more of the stuff because we need to go into like publishing and self-publishing versus uh, publishing uh, through a, a, a book house. Audio books, there's so much here. Guys, if you have any questions, please let us know. Johnny, do you have any like uh, ending tips for anybody? Start writing. Start writing. That's it. Let's keep it simple. Start writing.
Yeah. So next week, guys, let us know in the comments down below that you've started writing your book and uh, we'll try to help you along the way as much as we can. Until next time, guys, make sure that you take a look at us at, at theheronation.com. Uh, there's tons of resources there for you, for your business, uh, for joining up with some amazing people, whether through our community, which is free or through fuel or, or even like one-on-one -on -one coaching. And don't forget to go look at Johnny's amazing course. Guys, it's, it's just, it's just fantastic. There's just so much there. If you're wanting to learn to, to become a speaker to tell your story, to be able to get paid to tell that story and paid to talk in front of hundreds or thousands of people, you have got to take a look, thetopspeaker.com. Go there and right now, take a look. Until next time, guys, be your own hero.